Very low though. Let me get up there. I'll give you a quiz. Who's the, who's the first three guys that sing? I have no idea. I, I know. <laughs> oh, I'll do the intro first, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Just Two Sweet Show. Woo! I am Big Daddy Cool Tim Tabala. Next to me right here is the tag team partner rolling with Jim Dandy today. Mr. Eric Zant. Down below, we got Bert screwed. Bert, what is going on, gentlemen? How are we doing? Another fun-filled week of action. Non-stop action we got. We's here and we's in living color. Living That's right. Color. So, Eric, what's been going on, man, since last time we were on? Last time we were on? Not much. Um, been uh, been fairly nice, as everybody knows. Well, Bert wouldn't know. It's always nice where Bert is, but um, not the last couple of days. <laughs> no, it's been shitty. Yeah, the had a the hurricane. hurricane, tropical depression pass through. Really, rain nonstop. Yeah, how did I miss yeah. that? <laughs> we're, we're getting that rain tomorrow. Tomorrow and yeah. the next day. Well, I've been finishing up some odds and ends, some jobs that I do. Uh, you know, I you know the the crazy fucking ladder guy. You know, because everybody, nobody wants to climb ladders, so I, I do it. But no, I finished up a few jobs, and I got all that taken care of. And um, I've been uh, doing some tidbits for the new show coming next week. By the way, ooh, teaser, unofficial, teaser, official announcement. Uh, tune in a week from Monday. Mm, Monday, for the debut Monday. episode of the, the special first guest. Known as oh, Steve Faraji. Special first guest is Steve Farage, Mr. Pop Culture himself. Yes, That's the way to do it. You got to grease the boss right off the bat. What? Why, what <laughs> you know, why do you think I got him on the first show? <laughs> you, you, always, you, know, you always got to put the boss over. You I, even spe- I even sent him a bottle of liquor. You know, it's like, I just, you know, drink this. <laughs> but no, everybody. What's going on with you, Bert? Other, other than hurricanes, what's going on? Uh, just work. Um, big month. Uh, coming up for what well, going on right now for wrestling, uh, especially with WWE, a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of big anniversaries, especially yesterday. I know we covered a lot of times, so you know that's what to go over. But uh, yeah. big month, uh, big event, uh, just yeah, you know, just work, just hanging out, um, staying safe, you know, being careful, putting my mask on. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think we can cover the the uh, Montreal screw job again because it always comes up. It always, always. comes up. It, always. it always will come up. Because of Crybaby Brett every week coming up with a new person to bury, the new biggest, person to blame. The biggest <laughs> work in the history of the business. You know, hey, I'm, I'm starting to think it was a work. I'm starting to think it was a work. I really it's, am. It's the way he turned around and just like within two minutes just instantly spit on Vince. He was just right. Vince was already like right in position. Yeah, it was like it was like he had an X on the floor staying yeah. here. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed, though, that like Brett has a pattern? Brett gets pissed off at somebody at least once a year or every six months. Every two weeks. It, and it's like, and the recurring ones are like Vince, Sean, Bischoff, uh, Hogan. Hogan. Um, there's there's a couple more, but he's always rotating around all the all these all these people that that he's getting pissed off about. I just heard another Bischoff thing where he was an interview. 
on on Sam Roberts, and I mean he fucking buried Bischoff bad. Yeah, it was awful. It was That's what he does. Well, yes, he can't be surprised. I'm not, but I'm like, I'm like, my God, Brett, you punched Vince McMahon and he got right back up. So you're not that tough, okay? I mean, you know, if fucking Dick Slater, or 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 fucking Haku or Paul Gotch got a hold of you, they'd tear you to pieces. You know, even Bradshaw, who's a who's a, I'm not afraid of Brad. Well, like we said, he 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 really thought he was the world champion. He thought he like was the he, Canadian he, hero. He like thought he, he thought was, he won that belt from Ric Flair, like in real for real life. Yeah, <laughs> and and like as as soon as he won that belt, it was like, you know, he he was just he had a cape, everything. He was just Mister. I don't know what happened. Like he was great before that. When he was Intercontinental Champion, he was the coolest guy going. Yeah. Tell me he wasn't. He was. He was. Something happened. Something snapped. It was all has to do with the screw job. The screw job changed everything. Oh, everything. All right, let's let, let's let, let's not let's not get on that again. Like I said, we we just we we did a whole show about it a year ago, Eric. We, the last I think the last anniversary I mean you did the we did because there was no video then it was just audio. We did a whole show based on it. It was just audio, yeah. There was no video. Probably, probably our best show without the video. I think I think that was a great show we did. That was a great um, show, if I remember correctly. I do. I remember. Uh, well, yeah, before, let's, let's start with something I thought was really funny because it popped up today. And that is the wrestling album. The original wrestling album turns 35 years old today. So 35. Nice. Oh, my God. I feel so old. But the wrestling yeah. album, uh, I, we, we, the intro to the show was Landed with Thousand Dances, which was a completely ridiculous video. Hysterical. So fun, though. <laughs> the fact that he got the faces on one side and the heels on the other was was just pure genius. And Vince and Lord Alfred Hayes and Gene Oakland in the middle singing. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura, yep. that's right. And Paul Orndorff doing this the whole time. Kissing, kissing his wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. that was That's so great. Uh, but let, let, let me give you guys a pop quiz right now, then. If you remember the album, best song on the album, Other... The Land of a Thousand Dances, and you, you know you're going to say Real American is the best song on that album. No doubt it's the best song on that album. Probably. No doubt. No doubt. I have no doubt it is. That, that, that thing still goes today. Other than yeah. those two. Other pick than a those song two. off that album that you think is the best. If you got to bring it up, bring it up. I already got mine. I already know mine. I'm torn between two. Let me. And Sam's going to hate it when I say it, if she can hear me. I don't know if she can hear me in the other room. You know, since well, so I grew we, up, we, we we got grabbed them cakes, junkyard dog, for everybody by Roddy cakes. Piper. Uh, Roddy Piper, that, that that song was originally called "Fuck Everybody," by the way, and he yeah. changed it to "For Everybody." Mm -hmm. Uh, what else do we have? We had the Hulk Hogan cartoon. They had that song. Wait a minute, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you mine. Okay. And since I grew up in the hills of upstate New York. That song on that on that album has got to be "Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy." Okay. Don't okay. Come on. Country boy, country boy. It's it's simple and it's to the point. And it was, oh, hey, I, I, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Bert, what about you? What what best song on that? Your best song, other than the obviously original two. It has to be "Rest in Peace," Tutti Frutti, Gene Okerlund. Tutti Frutti remake oh, by Mean Gene Classic. 
it actually was a very good version of that song. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, it's he's no Little Richard, but I mean, <laughs> come on, it was, it was pretty good. Now I'm gonna tell you my favorite, and, and, and I hope I hope Paul Strauss is watching. I don't know if he is. My favorite song, obviously the other two, is "Karamia" by Nikolai Volkov. That's great. Because dude. I'll tell you why. To this very day, and we just heard it the other day, and my wife said, "Why do they always play this song?" When that song comes on, I sing it as Nikolai Volkov. I do not <laughs> sing it the original <laughs> version. I sing it as Nikolai Volkov every single time it comes on, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's so annoying. That's great. <coughs> um, I think I think we should do we should do a show about the, that and, and Pile Driver. Pile Driver was a decent album. We should we should do a show on both on the, the first two wrestling albums. And they started coming out with the the theme music, which was like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. We oh, be able to buy all, buy all the theme songs. It was fantastic. If if we had that back in the rubber wrestler days when we were kids, like we'd we'd never grown up. No. I'd still be playing with them now. No, we had to have our own themed music. Which, yeah, we by did. The we which, had to improvise. Which was, depending on my character, when I was the Malibu Surfer. Yes, I was a character called the Malibu Surfer. Nice. I used the Beach Boy. I used the Beach Boys surfing surfing USA. That was my that was my intro music. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's when I was a face. I was a baby face. Mm. And I was a, I don't know if I was a heel. I used any music. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to have a stupid character when they're a kid. Oh yeah. Did you have a stupid character, Eric? Yeah. What I was your like stupid a, character? I was like a it was like a pre like a pre Shawn Michaels uh character. I was Eric Demand Zant and I came out to uh yeah. I came out to Looks That Kill by Molly Crew. Nice. Nice, nice yeah. song. Good choice. Yeah. And I was I would bump around, dance around. I, I had like I cut like I cut off like my sweatshirt. And like the sleeves, you know, I had like like really tight sweatpants. I'd run around in my my fucking dad would freak. My dad was an old school German guy who just didn't, <laughs> didn't get didn't get anything. You know what I mean? He was cool as shit. Don't get me wrong, but like as far as like pop culture went for like kids my age, he was clueless. And like I had long hair, and but I would like I'd blast that, and I'd go like I'd walk out and get like a bag of chips or get some dinner or something, and I'd be like I'd like walk over like that or I'd grab something <laughs> like that and be, do whatever. My mom would laugh. My dad would just, he would laugh. Like, he tried not to, but, like, he didn't get it. It was so great. But that was me. Eric it, it's, look, sometimes oh. it's good when you when you, when you think of, when you when you do something just for yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you don't care if anyone else gets it. If it makes yourself laugh, hey, whatever. Yeah. You have any crazy characters growing up? This was 89. Yeah, crazy crazy 89. Not really. Um I mean, I did, I did dabber in the uh, collectible aspect of wrestling. I do have, I did have a couple of belts, um, made my own kind of. I, I what, what I was really into with the action figures, I would like take shoe boxes and make the actual like uh, pay per view sets and like color them out like exactly how they were like on TV, like hardcore. Wow, I had a whole, that's patience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, I, cool. I, like I had a whole box of like for like every month, like SummerSlam, Unforgiven, what like whatever scheme it was, I would color it exactly the way. It was that's like big. big that's pretty cool, when I was younger. Yeah, did so you say any time, of it? Was fun. Nah, I wish I did, but it was a lot. It was a lot of them. A lot of shoe boxes were used. Did you save them? You still have them. I, I bet you have to have them. I have to find them, but hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. Maybe. That is. That's awesome. 
Hey, that's right. what happens when you're a kid. You come up with all these stupid. You got to come up with your own character every now and then. My yeah, my right. the Malibu server came about because my cousin Dave had a Michelangelo Ninja Turtles mask mm. and a hat from Bush Gardens that had flaps. You know the ones that had the flaps on the side. Mm-hmm. The I put the mask on. I put the flap on. And I put a towel around. Him. I said, "Dude, I'm a surfer from Malibu. <laughs> Give me the surf in USA music band." That was my guy. Stupid but effective. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> All right, so let's move on real quick to the next thing. I said we're going to make this one a quick, too, because this is really just for me, I think, even though I'm sure you guys might be interested. A couple of weeks ago, I went and bought, bought myself the Macho Man Limited Edition box. Before we, before we do this, yeah. before we do this, I need a public service announcement. I'm not going to be the only one on this podcast saying fuck. So what? Will you guys start dropping f bombs, please. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when it's necessary, I'll, I'll, it's I'll necessary. drop mine. I will drop mine. Hey, Bert. I'm, 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 I'm trying to keep him under under the radar. Bert. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know what I noticed, right. too? Real quick, real quick. I have to work on this because when I laugh, like, heartily, I sound like Vince McMahon. I got I to gotta work on it. I never knew. I do. Because I was getting picked on the other day by a bunch of people. They're like, they're like, well, you got a funny laugh. And I'm like, what? I thought it was funny. It was coming from within. And then they're like, that's a like deep, Vince McMahon. A deep barreling laugh. Yeah. And like, I, I don't... Why? Well, I don't even know why I brought that up. Let's unbox the monster. <laughs> Sorry, that's, this that, is... That, that's I've, been the, wait, I've been waiting for the show to open this. I do know what's in it, because I said, I, obviously, I bought it, but I've been mm-hmm. waiting to actually open it to share it with you guys. So this is the the box. Nice. And we got... Dream of the crop. Dream of the crop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yellow in the stars. And then we open it up. So I'm going to make it quick. I'm not going to drag it out. It's actually a pretty cool ass box. Take your time. It's cool. Because we got ourselves. We open it. Nice. We got Mean Gene and the Macho Man. Look at that. So, yeah. Beautiful. That's pretty cool. And I already see see the thing that I ordered this specific. I'm not going to save that for last. So let's put this here. First things first, we got ourselves a poster. Oh. Which I don't Ooh. think I will be opening. We'll see. Mm. Then we got. Buy one on eBay. Nope, that's the one I want to see. So we got right here another mask. It says, Ooh, yeah. Mm. The Macho Man mask, which Sweet. is, you know, pro- probably in every single box that now they want you to be <laughs> safe. What we got here? Put this on before you open it. I can. Oh no, I think that was actually. Hey, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Hang on. What the hell is that? What? I don't no, know what that is. is. Hang on. I gotta no, open no, it. Because <laughs> that's not the mask. So what the hell is that? We'll get a little trinket in there. Yeah. yeah, it's a little Macho Man pouch. And Somebody when you open it. Little yeah, weed bag. In the pouch. What the hell is this? <laughs> oh, this is that Macho Man belt that came out. That nine hundred dollar belt, which I don't know how anyone could afford it. This is actually the the plate. It's a miniature version of the plate. Oh wow! Oh shit! It's like a belt That's buckle. Awesome. It's a that belt is buckle awesome. too. So yeah, and I like the pouch. I rather have the yeah, pouch than the. That's than where the, the cream buckle. of the crop goes. You know? Cream of the crop. We'll open this real quick. 
Am I gonna open? Bert, Bert, I'm glad at least you think it's funny because you know. No, I, 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 uh, I appreciate your humor. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. We got a Macho Man collector's pin. Macho oh, King. Nice. Nice. Oh, we got. Let me put that back in there. Now, there's the mask. It's yellow. And the white's yellow. I like the yellow. And it I says, Macho Man, oh, yeah. I'll be wearing that tomorrow. <laughs> it's a cool little vinyl figure. Oh, oh that's cute. sweet. He's cute. That's fucking real sweet. Uh, here's the funny part. <laughs> this is probably the funniest thing in this box that just because of what it is. It is a t-shirt. But not just any t-shirt. It is Macho Man shirtless on the hood of a truck, of a car. Legend. Shirt. I mean, come Legend. on. Legend. Come on. How can Go you not want to wear that? How can you not want to wear this t-shirt? I'm speaking. That's awesome. I know. It says Savage. True Savage. So that's pretty awesome. And now. I give the up. Main reason, the main reason for this purchasing, which probably will not fit my head, but I had to do it anyway, mm. is. a lot of wrapping in there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Dolphins don't appreciate that. Ooh. The crown. Whoa. The crown? The king's the crown. crown of the king. Put it on, dude. I don't think it's gonna fit me. Fuck yeah, it is. It stretches. It'll fit. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to rip it live on the air. But yeah. <laughs> no, it ain't gonna go on. Mm. And, I, and I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to push it. So what it's gonna do? It's gonna go on display. Mm. Well, you know what I'll do? Here we go. That's nice though. This is what we're gonna do. Oh, it's uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> don't put. Don't put it on the. On the the, the carnivore. Fucking eats everything. He's gonna be the Macho King from now on, Baby Yoda. So that's the box set. I enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I like the pouch. Of all things, I like the pouch. I what do. Does too. That tell, what does that tell you? And the shirt. I think the shirt's hysterical. <laughs> the shirt's awesome. <laughs> I would like to I put medical it. marijuana in there. <laughs> in the in the pouch. In the pouch. You call it, oh, yeah. Yeah, put some of that wacky tobacco in there. And call yeah. it the cream of the crop. You want yeah. it? Yeah. All right. So let's get going. Let's move on. Let's go to the fun stuff. It is November, which means it is Survivor Series month. And we're going to go back right now to the very first Survivor Series. So Numero you see, Tim, you got you to do it. You have, you have to do it. Anytime you oh, do any vintage, any vintage pay per view, especially this one. It's like, welcome to the Survivor Series. Yeah, I'm on the buzz out with the, the Howard <laughs> Finkel stuff, but I know. But the, back then it was kind of calm though, because it was Jesse Ventura and Gorilla. Yeah. So, so it was a little more subdued than, than it was with Vince mm. later on. <laughs> but uh, and then you know, the weirdest thing is, intro at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where was this? Was take place? Richfield. What's with Ohio? What's yeah? What's with Richfield Ohio? Getting the, first, right? getting the first two Survivor Series. I think. I think Vince. They, they were, like, nostalgic back then because they did a lot yeah. from, like, the Hartford Civic Center. They did yeah. a lot from the Richfield Coliseum. They did a lot from – they did a lot in Binghamton. They did a lot – I know. Of course, at the Garden. But they did a lot in Poughkeepsie, too, you know, because I think yeah. that's where their, where their production was. Um, really? Like in Delaware. Delaware, yeah. Hi. I'm in Delaware. But imagine, oh. imagine nowadays Survivor Series being in a, you know, a little Richfield – Arena instead Ohio. of Ohio, some kind of mecca that they have to be putting now. 
are just That's like, true. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. And by the way, I think I think this this event had probably yeah, I'd put top five greatest teams, so our serious teams of all time. All right, we'll get to that anyway. Pretty, yeah, pretty good teams <coughs> we'll have to award it some cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> all right, let's get going then. The opening match had 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 a ton of a ton of favorites, a ton of favorites. Five on five Survivor Series match rules. <sighs> Randy Savage, captain. Could have picked a much better team than this. Could have got himself a much better team. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It's a pretty decent team, except for Eric's Brutus the Barber beefcake. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, so it's Savage, Beefcake, Jake the Snake, Axel Jim Duggan, and Ricky Steamboat. You look at that. It's a lot of guys that he really had nasty rivalries mm. movies with. Yeah. He, he just feuded with Ricky Steamboat a year before. Yeah. yeah. And he almost killed him with the belt to the throat. <laughs> and here they are a year I, later I, I, on I Thanksgiving saw... Day having turkey together and surviving. Sorry about the bell, Dragon. Yeah. Would help me out there <laughs> Thanksgiving Day? Remember, you know, did you guys ever watch any of them on Thanksgiving Day? I was yes. never allowed to. I was yeah. never allowed to. Yes, I have a quick I have, I have a quick anecdote. To, uh, go ahead, Bert. Go. Because, go no, no, you're, you're not good. Good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, Luke Tucker, friend of ours, friend of the show, if the fucking prick would ever watch it, um, he he's pretty much one of the few that had a satellite dish. Well, Will Fowler did. He used to pirate him for us. But um, one one year, um, we actually got to watch it on. Thanksgiving because they got it. Uh, Mark got it on his on his uh, big fancy dish on his big huge fancy. He had a big TV, you know what I mean, and you know, and had the dish and stuff. And so one year we got to I think it was eighty nine. I think we got to watch live Survivor Series. Mm. It was really cool. I know. That, wow, that's not very exciting at all. Hey, sorry about that. No, no. <laughs> sorry about that's that. good. You know? That's good because I never got to watch them. I never got to watch them on Thanksgiving. Never, not one time. And no, it, it, really, it always it always upset me. It was really cool. It was really fun because that's back in the day. You know, the nostalgia day. Wow, this is my. Um, I wish they would do it on Thanksgiving now because I would definitely watch them now. When do they do it now? Did they just do it Sunday? It'll be Sunday after Thanksgiving. Sunday Actually, after this year it's on. This no, year it's, it's twenty. No, it's before. This year it's before. Yeah, it's either yeah, after or before. Remember when it was like on the day anymore? Remember when it was the Thanksgiving night tradition? Mm. Exactly. That's why I miss it. That's why I, it, it sucks. That I never ever got to watch tradition Thanksgiving here in the World Wrestling Federation. Bert, you ever get to watch it on Thanksgiving? But, but then again, by, by well, your time, I, watched, I think it was already off Thanksgiving. Now, uh, yeah, I watched some of the later ones, like uh, like from like ninety seven, ninety eight, past. But that's when they were just like either before or after Thanksgiving. But of course, I went back and watched a lot of these on. Uh, well, back then they had the uh, anthology series where they had like the WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and Survivor mm-hmm. Series. They had the anthology series DVDs, and or also uh, the Coliseum videos. Do they great. have a lot of the Coliseums on on the network now? Like mm-hmm. Rampage '92, and uh, I don't think they have. I don't think they have them as 
packaged as Coliseum video. I think it's just yeah, like, it's just the it's just like you know Survivor Series '87. It's just like the thing. Yeah, but the thing is Coliseum. A lot of them they have like um, extra interviews or like behind the scenes extra tidbits that were like maybe ten or twenty minutes added to the overall runtime of the pay per view. But it wasn't like a different uh, different uh, feed or anything like that. Okay. Well, Randy Savage's team faced the Honky Tonk Man's team, and he has a pretty damn horrible team. <laughs> Dangerous Danny Davis, who I hated. Part-time, such the ref, part-time ref. Now, but what, now, here's a question. Was he really a ref who became a wrestler, or was he a wrestler who they made a ref and then let him be a wrestler? Anybody know that answer? He was both. Well, he was a all, ref, ref, a all, all referees have to learn how to work before they ref. True. But they don't have to go. They don't have to go sixty minutes. I mean, they have to learn how to bump in case they got to take a bump. But all, this all, the ref, all the referees that went through our training trained right up the whole training with us. Then they became referees. Really? Yeah. I can't. I can't be a referee. Then that sucks. No. No. I ain't fine. doing all that. I ain't doing all that shit. No, you're not doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dangerous <laughs> Kenny Davis, King Harley Race, Hercules, and the Outlaw Rombass. What a horrible team. Uh, horrible team. Yeah, the heels weren't really. Uh, I mean, they were they were villainish, like as mm. Dudley Do Right ish goes. But like, um, you know, Hercules is a big, jacked up, oiled, fucking strong man, whatever, with a chain around his neck. And then the outlaw Ron Bass had the fucking the mustache and the bullwhip. And what was he like? Three hundred fifty pounds, some big fat Texan. You know, he was he was a cartoon character. He was. Yeah. And then who, who else was there? King Harley. Uh, I like King Harley, Harley Race. Race. I like Harley Race. That was, not that was Harley at towards the towards the end. Yeah, yeah. He I was, was never a Harley guy. I was never a Harley guy. I was he a annoyed, Harley I, Race guy. Yeah, he always annoyed me for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why. He just did. But my favorite thing about these old school matches, especially the Survivor Series, was how jacked up they were in the interviews before the matches, screaming, yelling. Then you got. Bobby Keenan and Jimmy Hart getting them all pumped up, and yeah. I mean they really were like excited, like they were going out there to win would, this match. They would eat. They would each get like a minute or two minutes to say something yeah. before the match. Like real, real, real quick, let's shoot their one, their one little yeah. one liner and move on to the next guy, then one line the next guy, and oh man, yeah. it, was, it was so great. It got me, it got me all, all pumped up watching these the last couple of days. Like, I was like, oh man, I'm digging this. I'm digging all these. It's almost like uh, uh, it's almost like they had somebody going around with little like little like uh, like spoonfuls of crank dropping them. <laughs> Macho Man won. Macho Man's team won, I should say, when Honky Tonk Man was the only one left. And he decided, you, no, I don't you feel know like wrestling anymore. But, but you, know what's great? you know what's great about this? The finish and Ventura's commentary. Because Honky yeah. Tonk Man, of course, at the time, was the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Yeah. And after Ventura, when he was running out, when uh, Honky Tonk Man was running out of the match, he was like, oh, he's the Intercontinental Champion. He's not going to risk injury by not winning a match he couldn't win. <laughs> totally turns Just it around. Yeah. Totally yeah. hilarious. But, like, it, it, it's it great. It gives, it gives him heat, and it makes him, like, you know, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. It was, and great. Also too, it was great. And also, too, with this match, like, literally, Honky Tonk was shooting with every, every guy on Savage's team. Literally. Because that whole division was going for the IC title. When you talk mm-hmm. about how stacked the mid-card was back then. It was it was it was the dragon hacksaw savage Roberts Roberts Jake, and Beefcake Jake yeah. and Beefcake That's like four guys in there legit Yeah yeah Take yeah. out Beefcake it's a solid team It is <laughs> Make him park cars uh, 
<laughs> can I can I skip the women's match because the women aren't aren't what they are today? We're going to skip the women's match because it's terrible. It was terrible. Hey, really, look, look, before anybody gets all gender, whatever divide, watch the match and understand why we're skipping. Because yeah, it was it wasn't what it is today. The you it's know the fucking shits. The quality, give the quality a chance. Definitely has good. Yeah, hashtag give Divas a chance didn't didn't exist yet, so <laughs> it's definitely not worth watching. Here, here's what I want everybody to envision: like your your 57 year old aunt Margaret and all her like <laughs> chest and all her like bridge club friends putting on bathing suits and going out into the backyard. And slapping each other around. Now, if you want to watch that, <laughs> go right ahead. Okay? But no, that's too vivid. That's a little too vivid. Well, that's I want. I want people to understand why we we're not showing. We're not talking about it because it's a shit. Okay, I like it. Uh, next one is the tag team match, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed where they had like 15, 20 guys on the side on the ring, and it's just it's like ten, a, ten on ten. Ten on ten. It was just a madhouse. We had the British yeah. Bulldogs, the Killer Bees. Don't get me started on the Killer Bees, by the way. The Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, Strike Force, who are the tag team champions, but not for much longer. Strike Force. And the Young Stallions, who are really good. All Roma. Defeated. Defeated. The Bolsheviks. Demolition. The Dream Team of Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine Dino just Bravo. had to be the Dream Team his whole career. <laughs> uh, the Hart Foundation and the Islanders. And there were 15 managers at ringside, too, because you had Bobby Heenan, Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart, Johnny Valiant, and Slick all at ringside. So you're talking 25 guys around this ring at one point. It's 25 paydays. Holy fuck. <laughs> Crazy. You know, the uh, the Young Stallions suck. Like, that that was that they just suck. Um, aren't you a Paul Roma guy? Weren't you a Paul Roma guy? I wasn't a Paul Roma guy, was I? I thought, I thought you were a Paul Roma guy. No. Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't, I don't think know. I I don't think I am. I I don't think so. Um, like, I don't think I don't think I am. Uh, I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Um listen, man, I'm a Tito Santana guy. Okay. Underrated. And a Rick Martel sure. guy. Strike Force wasn't their mm. best day, but I'm a huge fucking Tito Santana fan and I'm a huge Rick Martel fan. Did you like girls in cars? I did. I thought it was really total. It was that if I could pick one thing to define the eighties, if, if somebody like in twenty years, like some kid goes, Grandpa, like well, get some kid, my grandson, maybe one of my kids, um, says, "Hey, old man, can you just what was the eighties like?" I would show them the video from Girls in Cars, <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty terrifying. Like I, I said, right? you guys. You guys are all gay back then? <laughs> well, by then, I think everybody's going to be gay. <laughs> Probably what's coming, you know? Yeah, oh, oh, that's a whole other show. <laughs> uh, Bert, yeah. what'd you like? Did you like, this, did you like this match? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's crazy to go back and see um, well, both of these Survivor Series. Literally only four, four matches on the card, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was fun just to see everyone kind of, you know, going at it. All right, so here comes the next match. And this team, I consider top three, ooh, top five, top three, top five greatest teams ever assembled. Not including like the Avengers and the 90 Dreams and, you know, the Dream Team. I'm talking about wrestling. 
we got Captain Andre the Giant. Natural, Butch Reed, who who is probably the weak link in this team, but still a good mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. King Kong Bundy, the one-man gang, and Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that is a that is a heel team. If you've ever wanted a heel team, that's one of the greatest Survivor Series teams of all time. That's what I'm saying. Top three, top five, no, no, no doubt in my mind. It's got to be one of the greatest teams ever assembled. If they took out Butch Reed and put him in the match and and gave Harley Race to these guys, then that would have been complete. I- Harley Race, I wouldn't do a Harley Race. I what would do a uh, Harley Race. <laughs> he's crusty yeah. and old. What do you got against Harley Race? Birds, the birds doing See, now, 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 now imagine Honky wasn't the captain of his own team and you switch Honky and Harley. That's a great team. Not Harley, Honky and Natural Butch Reed. And Butch Reed. That's, yeah. that, yeah. that's a heel team right there. That is a heel team. Wow. I agree. Well, what, right. about, what, they, about, what about the, the opposing team, Tim? The opposing team? See, this is already over already. We already did the whole 87 already. So it's quick because we skipped the women. Their team, <laughs> Captain Hulk Hogan. And that's just, I think this is a terrible team. I think terrible so too. For, for, for Hulk Hogan. I think so too. Magnificent Don Morocco, who, again, Don Morocco's cool, but this was, you know, he was a towards past his prime. He was. Oh, yeah, but he, he was, was fucking a little huge. He was too jacked for his age <laughs> at that time. I mean, you know, uh, you're, 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 you're 45 years old and you're vascular like that and ripped and huge. Yep. So we got no. Tom Rocco, Bam Bam Bigelow, who, by the way, this was had to be his coming out party, you know? I, it was, a, it, I think, I believe it was. He was fantastic in this match. He mm-hmm. had a really good match in this match. Big time. Uh, Ken, Ken Patera, who, again, I never liked. I can never get into. I like Ken, Ken Patera. They're all strongest murderer. And, uh, <laughs> he didn't and Paul Lorndorff. Didn't he kill somebody? That's why he was in jail. No, he, him and uh, Saido picked up like a giant. He picked up a giant boulder and threw it through a McDonald's window. Yeah, yeah no, no, Ventura, no. Ventura talked about that in the match. He was like, "Oh, I wouldn't want to be teamed up with a felon." This is like, yeah, I did too. <laughs> but he said it. But like, it was, uh, it was like a shoot because Vince obviously wouldn't have him say that. But no. you know, he, Ventura could say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, that was hilarious. So great. Yeah. That's con. So what happened? What, let's finish that. He threw. They threw a boulder through a McDonald's window. So it was after a match one night. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the McDonald's, they were going to a McDonald's. It was closed. Yeah. Then, then they got mad. Uh, and then, there was a um, spot show for Vern, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was up in, I think it was in Wisconsin or Minneapolis or, or Minnesota, one of the two, somewhere up there. But they got they went and ordered a bunch of burgers, right? And then they or they they tried to. Then they saw them bringing them out and throwing them out. And he's like, well, let's just buy them. And they're like, no. So what did Patera say? Patera tells it differently. Like, he didn't. Well, he claims that it was one of the, the somebody else that threw the rock. Yeah. And then. But not him. It wasn't him. But then they went and tried to accost him. And he said mm-hmm. he just went quietly. But the other story is that he, you know, he fucking strong-armed a bunch of cops and beat up whatever. But. Wasn't he in jail a long time? He was in jail for, for throwing a like bullet through a McDonald's window? It was like, like two years. I, th- I thought he it killed like somebody. Years. No, he didn't kill him. Oh. Wow. No. See, you learn something no, new every day. He, he didn't pull a slipper. He got screwed over. That's for sure. Like, being in jail that long for, for that. Yeah. They even said that, like, he shouldn't have been in, in jail that long. Mm. 
like 90 wow. days or something like that. Yeah, so, so, or like a fine, something very minor. Or a fine, yeah, like, because I think it, I think he even got it expunged. Like, I, I, don't, like, I don't know, something. It's it's pretty cool story. Mm. Wow, that's insane. See, all those years, I'm thinking he's a murderer. Well, but he's just, he, was just a, he was just a felon. That's the invader who did that. Mm. Wow. See, you learn something new every day on this show. But uh, getting getting back to the match, so Hogan at this time, obviously, this is right after a couple months after WrestleMania three. He's probably at the height, 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 height of his popularity in the WWF. Has a moment in the beginning of the match where I believe he's like hyping up all of his guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He claps him, and the ref thinks that he tagged somebody else in. So he, the the ref forces Hogan to go out. I think it was like it was Morocco or um, Patera. Oh, I think it was yeah. Morocco. Yeah, had to come in and start the match. It was just like what a what a shit move. Like really, come on, Hogan. <laughs> That's great Man. though. It's still great. Oh, that was 1987. We're gonna move on to. 1988. See, we can do these real quick, man. Well, the old ones anyway. Because the old ones, like I said, were just nice and quick. Oh, I mean, match-wise, they were they were quick. <clears throat> the very first match. Now, let me ask you, Eric. This is going to piss you off. Because it pissed me off. And if it pissed me off, it's going to piss you off. How did the Ultimate Warrior get sidelined with a co-captain? And that co-captain is Brutus Beefcake. Ooh. Why do you need a co-captain? All because Macho Man and Hogan were co-captains, so everyone had to have a co-captain that year? And why yeah. was it beefcake? It was beefcake because you beefcake. know why, brother? Because beefcake knows what it takes, brother. Yeah. No. Basically. <laughs> um, I think beefcake was supposed to beat the honky tonk man for the intercontinental title. Um, he oh, was sidelined. He, he sidelined mm. with a knee injury that year or something, right? That wasn't the parasailing accident. That was in. That was a few years later. Um, yeah, like a knee injury or something. He was supposed to go over on Honky because he's feuding with Honky, and he didn't have a didn't have an opponent. And uh, Warrior was over. Everybody else can fuck off. Warrior was over. <laughs> um, Warrior. I mean, let's let's be honest. Have you two ever heard a pop that loud in your life, other than like the Rock Hogan match? Exclude that. You ever heard a pop in the garden like that Ultimate Warrior pop? Not only when he came out, but when he won mm. in SummerSlam. Yeah. No, you haven't. No, you I haven't. Have. I have. You haven't. I have. You think you, you think you have? <laughs> you think you did? But anyway, <laughs> the co-captain thing. They want. I think they were throwing Beefcake a bone because he was. He's. You know. He was blowing Hogan still. And you know, it's like, well, you, well, you know, brother, uh, you know, we gotta have something for, you know, uh, you know, for Brutus, brother. So, you know, Beefcake probably went in and, you know, whatever the hand job with Vince and cried. And Beefcake was was wasn't really over. Like those stupid shoot interviews that asshole does with like Devin Nicholson and all those other guys. Like fuck him. All right, he's a bitter, fat fuck who can't fucking he can't fucking work. He he does a sleeper. Okay, you stupid son of a bitch. I should have kicked your ass. I should have kicked your ass at that side. I should have. I should have kicked the shit out of you. I should have ripped you out of that chair, beat your fucking head in, and left I you on the floor. 
<laughs> you don't want to go to New York jail for beating up Bruce P. <laughs> yes, I do. You don't I'll go to Rikers Island. Island. I'll go to Rikers New York Island. Jail. You don't want to <laughs> go to Rikers Island. You don't want to go to Rikers for beat. What are you in for? I beat up Brutus Beefcake. 70 oh, year old Brutus Beefcake. They would oh, treat me like a king. <laughs> I don't know no. about that. But seriously, you know, okay, so they had a co captain and Beefcake was his. I, like I said, they're just throwing him a bone. Um, and, you know, Beefcake was kind of over, but like he was not Ultimate Warrior over. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, the co-captains, I think, I think because, I mean, the popularity of, of Savage and Hogan at the time, you know what I mean? The tandem, I think they're like, oh, let's try this out. And obviously it didn't work, you know, it was a one-time shot. So. All right. Well, they're, 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 the rest of their team, if that's what you want to call it, of jumping Jim Brunzel, Ugh. Sam Houston. Ugh. Ugh. And the Blue Blazer. Oh, we all know it's Owen Hart. So that's so good. They, so there were two good people on the team, the Warrior and Owen Hart. Exactly. They actually defeated the team of again, Honky Tonk Man and the captain. Another and he captain. falls off, he falls off the following year, but he's another captain again. Who was who was his he didn't have a co captain, did he? Yeah, it was uh um I don't know because he had the outlaw Ron Bass, Dangerous Danny Davis, Bad News Brown, and Greg Valentine. I, I think, think he was going solo. No, I think yeah. it was. I think I think it was Valentine, wasn't it? Or Bass oh, was it? Oh, it was outlaw Ron because he's the one that cut beefcake. Oh, with the spur, right? Yeah, I remember mm. when they axed out the. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible, horrible team these were. Again, yeah. Dangerous Danny Davis is probably the worst thing to happen in professional wrestling in the nineteen eighties. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Other than Bruce. Ron Bass again. It's just, it reminded me of you had Sam Houston on one side, Ron Bass the other. It's like the Super Friends where you got to have a villain to match your guy. Like like this guy grows tall, so you got to have a chick that grows tall. So you had to have the cowboy versus the cowboy. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Only problem is you, you didn't have a black guy to fight Badgers Brown on the other team. Remember Badgers walked away. Was Sam Houston dancing, doing the stupid dance? Yes, he did the stupid dance real quick. Nah, and bad, I'm a bad news brown. Now, bad news brown is a heel heel. That dude walked away. He's like, yo, I'm done, man. I don't want. I don't want. You guys aren't worth fighting for. You guys are garbage. I'm out of so here. Great. That <laughs> was a great so day. great. <laughs> he deserved a lot more than he got. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <coughs> uh, any comments on this match before we move on? That bad, was bad team. Bad teams. Oh. It was the shits. The coolest thing was the bad news thing. Yeah. All right, now we got another ten on ten tag match, and this had a big. Uh, this was big for me back in the day. We had the powers big of debut pain. also. Uh huh. We had the powers of pain mm -hmm. team, Warlord and Barbarian with the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and the backpack he cares to carry around, Marty Gennari. Uh the British Bulldogs, and the Heart Foundation, and the, again now you throw the Young Stallions in there. Why? Because they're there. <laughs> See, look at look at that team I just said, and then you got to throw in the Young Stallions just because they have nothing better to do. That's, that's a good there, it, this is 88 going into 89. Powers of Pain, Rockers, the British Bulldogs, the Heart Foundation. Then you got to throw in the Young Stallions. Ugh. They couldn't have put, like, where was Strike Force? Are they still Strike Force? I think oh, they had broken they, up at that point. They broke up by then, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think Martel was getting ready to become the model now, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Pretty close. Well, they were facing Demolition, Action Smash, the Brainbusters, which, I you know, so. of course, are two of the four horsemen. That's which right. a lot of people forget about. The Bolsheviks, Fabulous Rujos, and the Conquistadors. El Conquistadores. Not Uno, Uno and Dos, by the way. That's their <laughs> names. Uno and Dos. How great no, is no. that? The One and two? And Seriously? Yes. Yes, Uno and Dos. Conquistador Uno and Conquistador Dos? Yeah, that's their names. <laughs> You're kidding. So, fun fact. No. So, fun fact. Our, our, our Eric's going to love this. So, Dos of the Conquistadors is Jose Estrada Sr., who is the father of Jose, of Jose Estrada Jr., who is the Barriquas. Dos, baby, Dos. <laughs> Conquistador Dos. Ah. Also, too, um, I love, a happy love, love, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Davy Boy. Who was the? Uh, Billington, Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid. Loved his pedo mustache straight out of a white bus. Literally just was like, hmm. Yep. He wasn't messing that's, around uh, that time. That's, that's, uh, you got you to gotta be kind kind of kind of crazy, kind of tough to pull that off. Because not many guys can pull that mustache off. No. Well, this yeah. was a pretty good match considering you had the Conquistadors and the Bolsheviks in there. Um, but the, the famous this is this match is famous because good old Mr. Fuji decided he found a better team than Demolition and betrayed them, pulled the rope down so Smash fell through, and then hit Axe over there to gain, and just decided to switch to the powers of pain. <clears throat> Demolition became good guys, powers of pain became bad guys all in one night. Broke my heart a little bit, but I was a demolition no, guy, so I had to, I had to go with demolition, say goodbye to Mr. Fuji, and then I hated the powers of pain. But it was a pretty decent match. Uh, Eric, what do you like? You like this match? I did. Um, there's an interesting little quip about this match. It's the last appearance of the British Bulldogs together, together ever in the WWF. Yeah. Um, Davy Boy would come back a year later, or less mm-hmm. than a year later, whatever it was. But there's an interesting uh, fact about this match is that this was the first time that. Jacques Rougeau and the Dynamite Kid faced one another since their infamous incident Ooh. that happened months earlier. Mm. Remember that, Bert? Yeah. Yep. Big Brad, deal. Now, 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 Tim didn't know this. Mr. Perfect pulled a rib on the Bulldogs, and he thought, for whatever reason, that it was the, one of the Rougeaus. And for some reason, the Rougeaus got lumped into it, so... And Dynamite was a tough guy. Um, so he walked up to the Rougeos and uh, he said, you know, what the fuck, whatever. And What the fuck? Yeah. The fuck. The fuck. What the fuck? What the and fuck? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I got, he, he beat the beat the piss out of Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. Punched him like two, three, beat him up. And now what, I told Tim this, and I'll, I'll say this on the air. Raymond Rougeau was on crutches. Mm. And... Dynamite turned to him and he said, "He goes, he goes. Wait till you're off those crutches. You, you'll get some too." Now, I'm going to tell you something. If Raymond Rougeau wasn't on the crutches, he probably would have kicked Dynamite Kid's ass because Ray Rougeau is a tough son of a bitch, hmm. and he is nobody to fuck with. 
I would put my money on Ray Rougeau before I would put it on the Dynamite Kid. I'm just saying that. I don't give a fuck how tough the Dynamite Kid thinks he is. Ray Rougeau is tough. So anyway, Ray said to Jacques, well, you gotta, you can't just let him do that to you. So he went and, you know, peeled up, whatever, and went to the bank, got a roll of quarters, and walked up to Dynamite Kid, hit him, and knocked one, two, three, four, three, four. Mm. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. How do you how, how do you go into you got to be real professional going to this match without breaking a leg or an arm or gouging out an eye? I mean, and that's I mean, got to that be the first thing in your mind. But yeah, but that's, but that's not the first time it's happened. Though. <laughs> no, like and in, then like like in general. No, yeah, but like you're not going to do something like that on a Vince pay per view because exactly. You're gonna get. You're never gonna work anywhere again because exactly. all Vince McMahon has to do is call every promoter up and say, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sink you anyway in, in four years, but if you put this guy in there, I'm gonna sink you now." And he would never work again. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's a great story. Yeah. story. I, I did not. Now, know. I actually learned something new every day. I highly recommend you watch any shoot interview with Jacques Rougeau. And Ray Rougeau or like Honky or whoever, just type in Dynamite Kid Jacques Rougeau and watch all of them that you can because they all pretty much say the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. great. I've, great, seen, I've great seen some story. of them. It's a great story. Yeah. Nice. It's a great story. All right. So let's pop on to the next one. Uh, Co-captains, Andre the Giant and Dino Bravo. Dino I know you're a Dino Bravo, Bravo guy. I was never a Dino Bravo guy. I love Dino Bravo. Uh, Vive la Quebec. And again, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, and freaking Harley Race with Bobby Heenan and Frenchie Martin at ringside. Don't forget about Frenchie this time. Sam, why do you hate Harley Race, man? Because he's old and crusty. He was like one of the toughest guys in the business. In the 70s. In the 70s. '70s. Uh, In the 80s, too. I was over him by then. I was like, he's just, he's vanilla. I don't want vanilla. Oh, no. Gotta, if it's going to be vanilla, I want sprinkles and, and chocolate syrup. <laughs> Harley, was, Harley was an eight-time NWA champion. And yeah, he couldn't pull off, I couldn't pull off the king because I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king, Harley Race. I don't want to fight the junkyard dog. It's like, shut up. I don't buy you, man. <laughs> you better shut up, Oakland. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He had, to, he had to have Bobby Heenan there. Bobby Heenan made him in the WWF. Let's in the 70s, it. I get it. In the Bobby 70s, Heenan, I get it. He was a badass. Bobby Heenan helped a lot of people. Bobby, if That's you true. were with Bobby Heenan, you were already, you were getting over. There's exactly ways about it. Exactly. Well, their team, they, the team they faced was co-captained by Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, featuring Ken Patera again. I don't know. I thought he was Ken gone by Patera. then. Ken Patera. Ken Patera. Santana, Eric's favorite. And here we go. Scott Casey. Scott Casey. I figured it out, Tim. Tim, hold on. I figured out why he's there. Okay. He's there because Barry Windham, who was the Widowmaker, Hmm. he was the Widowmaker for about six, seven months in the WWF. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. His brother and father got arrested for counterfeiting, and he had to leave to go help them. So he had to stop wrestling for a little while. Then he finally mm. went back to the NWA. But Vince let him out of his contract because his brother and father went to jail. Jesus. Oh, shit. I don't know that. Wow. Yep. 
Eric, you're our encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Zant. We're going to call you that from now on. <laughs> he's got all the great knowledge from back in the day. He's he's, he's the genius. The you're genius the, you are our, you are our Lanny Poffo. <laughs> Without the poems. <laughs> oh, you want to write a poem? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like no. All right, we'll move on then. How about that? <laughs> uh, match number four. And here we go. Here's, this is where it all started, by the way. This is also the main event, but this is where it all started. This is where Hulk Hogan's began to break through. This is where Hulk Hogan's betrayal began. This is where Hulk Hogan's defiling of such a beautiful relationship began. Team Hulk Hogan, team mega power, I should say. Hulk Hogan and, and uh, Randy Savage with Hercules. Really? Babyface so really Hercules. Jim. Babyface Hercules. Mm. Yeah, because he, he was sold into slavery, which is a ridiculous storyline. <laughs> ridiculous story. I posted that the other day laughing my ass. I was like, I totally <laughs> forgot that he was sold as a slave to the Million Dollar Man. But how fucked up is that? I know, but I was like, wow, I forgot about this, and it was so great to watch. The, the, how the, fucked up is that? Did you, did you watch the scene, though, how they were all standing there, and he's like, well, what'd you buy? Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> like, even Hercules couldn't even like, really sell it that long. He's like, and they're like, uh -huh. Bobby is like, sorry, dude, I found something better. Got taking the brief briefcase of money, sold himself a human being to the million dollar man. That is insane. Leave it, leave it to wrestling. To, to dig up an angle of that, oh, God. I mean, it's, mm. it's great, but, like, you couldn't do that today. Like, no, if you if, if you said, well, Eric, I just told you into slavery to whoever, like, <laughs> fucking, even though I'm not black, like, the NAA, everybody would freak out. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter because you mentioned slavery and 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 use it in the context of anything, even wrestling. Like, people would fucking flip, dude. Well, you know what's we'll do? It's good to know, though. It also clarified the fact that there's a lot of people had a problem with Virgil. Since Virgil was a slave. No. This proved that he was a bodyguard. He was a bodyguard. Hercules was a slave. Kind of clarified things a little bit for, for the old million-dollar man and, and Vince and the company. Because they were a little offended by Virgil being that manservant type they were. dude. They were. You know, I mean, I'm not saying Vince isn't a prick, but... Oh, he's a prick. I'm sure he is. I can't wait for all the new stories coming out, too. Uh, so, yeah, Hercules, Hillbilly Jim, and Coco Beware. So, basically, this is just the Mega Powers versus five guys. Great great pre-match promo, though, from Hercules, where he quotes the Rolling Stones at the end. I forget who he's talking to. He's like, you can't always get what you want, but you always get what you need. He's just like, is he quoting Rolling Stones? <laughs> and that doesn't even make any sense. I know, I know. What are you talking about? And then Hogan. <laughs> and then Hogan, because Hercules had the chains, right? And then Hogan has chains too, which is weird. I was just like, hmm, what's going, what's going on here? That's Hogan being Hogan. He's like, yo, I guess I, I want like uh, I want like you know chains because he has chains, and I'm Hogan, so I get chains. And yeah. Hogan's like, oh, it's like we got the madness, we got the mountain man, we got the Hercule man. This is like, What's up, Alex? Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, our What's first up, tonight. What's going on, Alex? Welcome to the show. Um, yeah. Anyway, they're facing the team. Oh, again, it's like, why do we just have that one guy? You're like, seriously, dude? 
Big Boss Man and Akeem. Akeem is not offensive at all. Haku. <laughs> Ted DiBiase. Akeem. Right there. That's a, that's a phenomenal match. But then you got to throw in the Red Rooster. Oh, fuck. Poor Terry Taylor getting thrown in there. God the damn Terry Rooster. Taylor. Yeah, this was absolutely I, hard. I remember Terry Taylor from the NWA. He did a he did a five arm instead of a forearm. He called it the five arm. You were you were talking earlier about vanilla. He's like he's like he's like like sugar free vanilla. <laughs> That's why they they the ran a mohawk. The worst vanilla. Chicken. He's the fucking worst. He's like that vanilla that like okay. Picture this quick. I have I have hillbilly relatives that live in the hills, like up in the Catskills, up in Walton. And like they make homemade ice cream and ooh, strawberry shortcake. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> now, now think about think about that, and think about like the, the the vanilla that you're eating out of that. Like they they churn it by hand. You know what I mean? It's like they're making ice cream stuff. Wonderful people. Like I'm not. I hope everybody knows that everything I say is like is a joke. Okay, like I'm not serious about anything unless I'm talking about beef. I'm not serious, but I'm just I'm making light and fun because comedy still exists. Ross Park. So anyway, they they make uh, ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Well, there's a flavor called just ice cream, and I don't think it has vanilla in it. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it it's tastes ice. It ice. tastes, it tastes <laughs> like ice cream. Because I said one day, I said I was like. Hmm. I'm like, wow, what the flavor is this? They're like, ice cream. I went, <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, whatever works. Cool. At least it's not like possum or some shit like that they threw in there. No, don't. No, we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Well, like I said, this was this was a pretty decent match, too. Um, this is when, you know, the boss man and Akeem, they were all there with the Twin Towers. They were getting ready for that big, big run against Hogan and Savage. Mm-hmm. Um it's a pretty decent match too. Hakeem, it was Hakeem and Bossman got disqualified. Well, well, Bossman got counted out. Hakeem got disqualified. They handcuffed Hulk Hogan to the side of the ring. Haku, the last one in, shockingly enough, is destroying uh, Savage. Miss Elizabeth goes in the slick's pocket to get the key, and Jesse Ventura says she's stealing his wallet. <laughs> You're looking like she's stealing, she's his, stealing wallet. his wallet. She's stealing his wallet too, gorilla. <laughs> oh no, she's on, on soon. <laughs> Which is on, on soon. So she gets Hogan out. Hogan comes in, does what Hogan does, gets the pinfall, and here it comes. The Is this where he tucked your ass? Yeah, no, no, no. This was the hug. Oh, the this hug. The hug first. Mm-hmm. This was uh, she like went to just to grab him and like, hey, congratulations. Then he scooped her up and twirled her around with the big hug <laughs> while Savage is trying to recover from the ass whooping. And that was it. That was the beginning of the end. That was that was the lust. We, we saw the Savage that had the look when he was getting up. He was like. Yeah, because she raised her hands and he was pointing at Hogan like, dude, what the fuck was that? Why are you touching my chick, man? It was the lust, bro. It was I saw it coming, man. The lust in your eyes, brother. Right there and then I said, mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We're putting it and back he, on Hogan. Yep. It is on Hogan, man. You'll never, ever, ever be able to convince me otherwise that Hulk Hogan did not have lust for Elizabeth. And he was the fall of the mega powers, et cetera, et cetera. Hey. So, what do you guys, what do you guys think of the first two Survivor Series overall? Go ahead, Bert. Uh, overall, they were, um, 
good, groundbreaking. Um, at you know, at the time, of course, not surprised by the winners. Uh, they, but even with that, they still did a good job of of not having guys look weak, even though they lost. Um, continuing feuds. Uh, overall, just yeah, groundbreaking, really good at the time. Uh, they still kind of hold up. Some of the matches are um, a little hard to watch because of the quality, but you know, other than that, you know, really a lot of probably the best era for WWF. Honestly, in those two years, 87, 88, you know, super, super deep, talented roster overall. Dan, what about you? I know what you think. I, I You know, Groundbreak, Bert said it good because, like, the concept of the whole thing was great. And the, 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 the gimmicky aspect of it, especially during this era when gimmicks were, like, you know, a big proponent of the of – the, sports entertainment business that was starting to take over. Hmm. But like it, it was as, as corny now looking at it as the teams are, it was fun. And yeah, you know, they, they got to play a little bit in the ring. Like, you know, they could do goofy shit and they could do serious shit like the double turn or the lust in your eyes or like, you know, any, anything, you know, dumb like that. It, this is kind of where they could kind of just like, you know, it was like the, it was a holiday. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay, we're gonna entertain. Yeah, just seeing, just seeing all these guys interact with each other because a lot of times you didn't see that. You never saw any of them together. No. no. And Survivor Series was my favorite back before the Royal Rumble became the Royal Rumble. The Survivor Series was my favorite because just because of that, like, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see what teams and what their team's name are gonna be, and like all that cool stuff. Oh, yeah. he's back. What's up, Raul? I was waiting to hear from you today. Hey, Raul. It was groundbreaking, and they tried to upstage Starcade 8788. Well, they did that because Vince called up around all the cable companies and told them if the aired Starcade, he'd pull out of the Survivor Series. So, <laughs> well, Starcade's free, though. Isn't Starcade free anyway? No. Starcade's Clash of Champions was free. Clash of Champions was the free one. See? Yeah. Hey, Raul, you're just in time, too, by the way. We are going to finish this one. Now, we have to go soon, too, because the boss is running a uh, his own gig tonight. So let's get through this one real quick. Yep. Greatest tag team finishes of all time. So Raul, you can chime in if you want to. Um, we're only going to do five. And we're not going to do a whole big giant. We're going to you know just run through these real quick for ourselves. I said I think we're going to have mostly the same ones. I personally tried to stay away from kind of like the DX. They call it the X mark where it's just a Super two finishers. Yeah. I try to stay away from two finishers combined into one. I try to keep it pure tag team. It's kind of hard to do it, but that's what I did. So, Bert, you can go first. Let's start off with so your my, number five. What's your number so, five? Your number, we'll go quick, What's your number five if you put it in order? My number five is uh, the <clears> top <throat> the elimination from the Eliminators in ECW, Perry Saturday, Kronos. They're, uh, yeah. They're like uh, if you ha if you haven't seen it, basically uh, one one high one low, totally knocking you out. Great finish, great pop, always. Uh, that was a good definitely move. Definitely a very memorable move. Cool, Eric. What do you got? Number five. Number five. Number five. Fucking three D man, the Dudley Death Drop. How great was that? Yeah, that's on my list too, but it's a little higher up. Um, yeah, I love the 3D too. Table or no table, it's still a pretty cool move. Still a great move. Um, so yeah, my number five, which it was, it was almost the X mark. 
which is the super kick into the pedigree because it's just a cool thing. Or even the leg drop into the big elbow. I was like, well, I got to put the Mega Powers leg drop to the big elbow. But they didn't do that too often. They only did that like yeah. once or twice, I think. So I kept that out. Uh, my number five is the spike pile driver that the Brain Busters used to do. Ooh. That shit looked like it hurt, man. Yeah. It looked like it. No matter how many times they did it, I was like, that was that's the one of those moves where you're like, I know it's scripted, but that shit looks like it hurts. Yeah. Bounce and they bounce up off the top of the ring. Yeah, that looked like it hurt, man. So that's my number five. Uh, number four, Bert, go ahead. All right. My number four is uh, even though they have another move that was a lot, another double team move that was very famous, I have the Steiner DDT. Which they did a few times. That That's was a lot more effective. That's Super, my number four. You want to you want to you want to talk about like legit, you know, the way that Scott would go up there and you know grab you down and you know DDT you like that was impressive enough. Could just imagine how safe you have to be to pull that off. That's true. That's my number four also. So Eric, go ahead. What's yours? My number four is the Rockers double fist from each corner of the ring. Boom. Mm. I like it. Yeah. yeah. What did they have? Didn't they have something else? What they hell also have? Didn't they have like a rocker dropper? A like uh, flex or something like that? Something like I can't remember, but they're the originators of the rocker dropper, you know. Like where they they drop they leg drop you, they jump up and leg drop you down. That Billy Gunn used to do. That was a rocker oh, dropper. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right, so I have Bert. What's your number three? Uh it's gonna be the heart attack. From Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart, one of the most over finishers. Um, it fits both of their characters really well. Uh, legit finish, uh, always a good one. I told you we're gonna have the same list because that is also my number three. So we can go right on to Eric now. Is that your number three too, Eric? That's my number three. Let's just go to number two. See, I told you right. it's gonna be. We're gonna have a very close list. I think there's very few really really good ones. And now my, the two my, left, my mine are obvious. So I don't know. Go ahead. I think mine are too. My number two was uh, 3D. 3D. Okay. Yeah, I think our we I think we should know who our number one is. Yeah. Uh, well, my number yeah. two, my number two is the demolition. <laughs> mm. That's my number two. Elbow off the knee, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I think I took out nice. I took out the 3D actually because I put demolition at number two, my favorite one of all time. Well, not all time, but that, that was my favorite for. I used to one of my favorite moves to do to little kids on my block with my friend George. Oh, yeah. I used to just grab little kids randomly and put them on my knee. He used to come off the stoop and drop the elbow. So that was a great thing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, see, it was nice and quick. I knew we were going to have the same stuff. Let's see what we got, Raul. What do you got? What do you got, Raul? Let's see. Demolition, the Road Warriors, the Dudley Boys, and the Heart Foundation. Well, speaking of the Road Warriors, numero uno oh. for me. Doomsday numero device. uno for me is the, is the, is the Doomsday yes, Device. I think, I think one of the most legit moves in wrestling. I knew it would be a quick list because it's, it's you, you know, you, I don't know if I, I, Eric probably knows. Tim, may, Tim might not know, but wrestlers were legit scared to take that move because that's you know you think about it. You're on a guy's shoulders, Hawk usually was super tall. You're you're getting clothesline and you're falling backwards, so Dude, like you have to fall. It's crazy. Like this, I took, I, took that, I took that fucking move from Samoans, man. Like mm. don't forget, too, Animal would toss your ass. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, just like, hey, I'm clotheslining it. He would toss your ass. So you weren't mm -hmm. landing on – you don't know if you are going to land on your back. You don't or know if you're going to land on your head. feet, on your ass. Yeah. You don't know where – I mean, you got to tuck when you take that freaking – you're going to die. That's what Dude, made that move legit. 
No, thank you. Because Animal, because <laughs> Animal said too in interviews over the years um, that uh, if you go back and watch their matches, if that wasn't the finish, that means that the person that they were wrestling didn't want to take the finish because they were too scared of the move, which speaks to yeah. like, which even makes them even like. Well, know. there's 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 two teams that enhancement talent either walked out and they had to find new enhancement talent or just mm. cringed at the fact that they were having to work them was the Steiners and the Road Warriors. Because mm. yeah. the Steiners would beat the piss out of you. Yep. That's true. They, that would have been a dream. That would have been a nice dream match. They seem like they were very Did rough up there. It had to be a WCW, if anything, no? Early NWA? Mm. Well, I don't yeah. remember, though, but it might have been. Yeah, that would have been nice. Are you already Alex Riding already? <laughs> he was already doing it before it started. This is a no Alex Wright zone today. <laughs> Just because you were in your blue tank top, Eric, doesn't mean you can Alex Wright us to death. Well, like I said, I knew that was going to be a very quick list. I know we all have the same type. Of, I really thought, Bert, you were going to pull off like a 2004 Japanese something, <laughs> something, 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 like we never heard of before. I was going to run to the I mean, it's, it's, like, a few right, it's a few recent good ones, but yeah. But those are the classics. I absolutely agree. With yeah. Those are the absolute classics. Um, all right. So I think that's a good show. So we got we got the boss coming on soon. We don't want we don't want to make him angry. So we should probably wrap up. Uh, next week, more good old fun Survivor Series talk. And I purposely want to do 1989 next week, just because I started watching 89, and the opening promos were guys saying what they're thankful for, and I was dying laughing. I, was I think like, they did I, it in 92. I think they yeah, did well, it in 92. I, well, we did 90 not so long ago because that was the uh, debut of The Undertaker. So we'll end up skipping 90, if anything. I think we did another one, too. Didn't we already do two of these? I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But I was thinking next week we'll do 89. And because we can do it so quickly, I think everyone should pick their personal favorite, if we haven't mentioned it already, and we'll discuss that one. And then you can lead us through. Bert, you lead us through the discussion for your favorite. Eric, you lead us through the discussion for your favorite. We'll do it that way. Favorite That'll be a fun team? thing. Favorite, no, favorite Survivor Series. Favorite Survivor oh, Series. Okay. That that we haven't mentioned yet. That we haven't mentioned yet. Okay. So I figured we could do it that way. And then, like I said, the following week, I think we're going to do the Undertaker Super Special. The tournament should be over by then. We'll have our own brackets. We'll have our own matches. Uh, all the all the good Dead Man stuff will be on the network. All the stuff will be out. And Survivor Series will be right on the corner. Where do you think he's going to wrestle? Or you think he's just going to have a farewell? Who the hell knows with this dude? Who the hell knows? We don't know. So, yeah. So, of course, cool, man. So, I think next week, um, 89, and then we'll do our personal favorites. And then we'll figure out something else that we can talk about. Uh, Any closing words before we go, Bert? Just, uh, as always, stay safe out there. Um, Be careful. Uh, Be safe during this holiday season coming up. And uh, just be thankful. It's Um. Well, just, just keep 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 going on. Do your thing. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Uh, wear your fucking mask. Um. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Raul. Good job, Raul. Thank you for listening. You know we always appreciate you. You're yeah, number one. We gotta get you a T-shirt, Raul. Just a sweet shirt. Bro, I will buy you one with someone else's money. <laughs> <laughs> that will definitely make you one. <coughs> oh, excuse me, COVID. 
Um, all right, so we're going to wrap it up there. We got the boss coming on soon. And there's only one way we can finish this show. Only one way. Happy anniversary. Look at, look at the beauty in his voice. Come on. Come on. It's magical. It's magical. To the end of Tadamiata. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. You may not like us, but learn to love us. We're the best thing going today. Woo!